right. I am Tony of Flip It Downside Up. And I am Brennan, the Curious Picker. And we are part-time resellers. We look for items at garage sales, thrift stores, online, and even through friends. We purchase items that people believe have a downside. We upcycle them and then sell them for a profit on eBay and other platforms. Our hope is to have a great time while also educating our listeners about reselling, talking about life, and sharing great local beers. Welcome everyone to Flip It Curiously. It is Saturday, April 10th. We are changing it up this week. This is episode number three. We thank you for joining us today. Thanks to everyone who's listened to our other episodes. Uh, as we've said before, this is a learning experience, Brendan, for both you and I, uh, and it's definitely a work in progress. Yes, yes it is. Uh, and everyone that listened to the last episode, I apologize for the repeating segments. I will, uh, I will try to do a better job this time and get a nice smooth, uh, nice smooth podcast out there for you guys. So thank you for coming back. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You know, I listened to it and uh, I got used to it. To me, it didn't make any difference. Uh, I got used to it. So hopefully everybody enjoyed the content. Um, the technical part of it, we will get, you know, we're new to this. But uh, every Sunday night and today, Saturday afternoon, we share a beer and uh, set out on our podcast adventure. So let's see what local craft beer we have tonight. Brennan, it's good to be back with you this week. What are you drinking this afternoon? It is definitely good to be back. Uh, so I am drinking Trey, which is an amber ale by Fretboard Brewing Company. Uh, they are out of Blue Ash. One of my favorites, I think this is the third episode and the second time that I've had a fretboard um, on, on this podcast, but they're one of my favorites and I'm looking forward to getting back to, uh, back to the tap house. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm seeing in our area, uh, they're opening, uh, they've been open, but they're opening back up to more capacities and things. And I saw that uh, one brewery that I love, uh, at least one of their beers is Yellow Springs um, brewery and, um, they are opening a second location down in Yellow Springs. Uh, I just saw that in the news this week, but, uh, I also have chosen a fretboard, which I purchased at your advice, uh, actually quite a while ago. I'm <laughs> doing as well as it is. Uh, I see when it's been canned, it still tastes good though, but I have a fretboard, uh, flute loop, which is a fruity nugget IPA. Uh, it has notes of berry, orange peel, and mango. Uh, it's definitely a um, a different flavor. Uh, I think you you told me that before I purchased it. It's very yep. different from most IPAs. Uh, I like it. Uh, it is different. Uh, I will say that Fretboard, just the idea that they have uh, that they've got their their beers based on music and things, I think, is amazing. The cans have excellent artwork. Um, I'm noticing, uh, you know, Fretboard Brewing Company on the side. It looks like a guitar pick and it says brews in tune. I thought that was cool. And, and then it says it's uh, instead of brewed, it says finely tuned in blue ash, Ohio. And I think that's pretty darn cool. So uh, if anybody is in the area and uh, finds a fretboard beer, uh, take a look, take a look at that. Uh, I I've liked what I've tried so far. Uh, Brendan, are you familiar with the untapped app? I am. Um, I, I do not have it any longer. Uh, but yeah, a while back there, I was uh, on that app quite a bit. Uh, 
looking up different beers. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool application. Yeah. That's something that, um, I was pretty new to this just a year or two ago. So, um, I'm still using it when I go and I'm looking for something new and I want to try something different. I use it just to look things up. I don't check in too often on them anymore, but, um, it, it helps me to differentiate between what I'm looking for and, uh, something that I definitely wouldn't want. <laughs> I got to, once I read it, I realize, oh yeah, maybe I don't want this. So, nope. No, thanks. Those are our beers today. Um, we did take a, a it's been about, Two weeks since we yeah. the last episode, um, and I apologize for that. I've I've been struggling a lot with some uh, gastrointestinal stuff, and I'm going to a specialist on Monday to get that checked out. But uh, we are back um, a little back. early today. Uh, of course, I requested that because it's WrestleMania weekend, and I'm a geek, and I got to watch WrestleMania tonight and tomorrow night. So. <laughs> Two nights of WrestleMania. Two nights. They just started that instead of having like seven hours of, of the, which they had had for a few years there. It was like seven hours long. Like it's, it's too much. And I think they changed it last year and it's been a good change, but it's one of those things where you're sitting around for three hours, two nights in a row. And I guess it's better than seven in one sitting, but uh, I'm looking forward to just, uh, I don't watch it on TV too much anymore. Uh, it's not real interesting, but when it comes to the big events, the spectacles, I, I like I like to see what goes on. And what uh, what number of WrestleMania are we on? God, um, thirty seven. I think it's in, they've got it in Tampa. They're actually at the uh, is it uh, Raymond James? Is that the stadium there? Yeah, I think They're so. Tampa the football stadium. Yep, at the stadium. Um, that's where they were supposed to be last year, and then the pandemic happened right before WrestleMania and they shut it down, uh, decided not to have it. They were supposed to be at the stadium there, but uh, I just saw on Twitter photos. Uh, it's actually a video of the set that they built and it is just incredible. Uh, they will have fans for the first time in attendance since, since last year and, you know, maybe February. So I think it'll be pretty cool. It's a pirate themed, just like Tampa Bay. Stuff. So it's, it's pretty neat from what I've seen so far. Makes sense. Should be a good time. Should be a good time. It'll be good. Uh, it's on the Peacock network now. Uh, five bucks. Oh, really? I, it's better than when I was a kid. I think, I think we paid 50 bucks for WrestleMania. Yeah. Now I just pay $5 a month to watch it. So really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So that's, yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they came out with their own network a, a few years ago, WWE Network. It was 10 bucks a month, and you get every pay-per-view uh, and a bunch of other stuff. And they just signed a deal with NBC. They're now on the Peacock uh, app or channel, and that's $5 a month. So it's a pretty, good, it's a pretty sweet deal compared to what yeah. I, my dad paid when I was a kid for some of, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> some of those events. Oh, yeah. I remember paying those when I was in college first first school i definitely remember paying was it 39.99 or something uh, for, uh, it was a lot it was a lot hell, hell in a cell i still remember hell in a cell that was fantastic did you, uh hell in a cell i'm trying to think uh, you your time would that have been uh, when undertaker and mankind yep i i thought he i thought he died i remember watching that in my basement at home and i had never seen anything like 
it wasn't the first cell match. It was, mm-hmm. I believe, the second or third cell match ever. However, when when he threw him from this the top of that cage through the table, uh, and there are interviews since where Undertaker said, "I thought I killed him. Like yeah. I thought he was dead when he when he fell down." Um, and uh, just uh, that was one of the most incredible things I had ever seen. And like I popped, you know, it was one of those wrestling wrestling oh, yeah. I popped hard for for that it was like oh. <laughs> yeah. it, didn't didn't they talk about how I think when he threw him through the cage and it broke that wasn't supposed to have happened the cage his 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 gluteus maximus was too maximus <laughs> and uh he <laughs> through the cage and fell almost on his head uh oh. through the top yeah that was uh that was not supposed to happen and at one point I don't know if it was that spot or the spot off of the very top through the table his tooth um he lost his tooth and his tooth came up through his nose oh that's right out of his nose so uh real interesting if you're wrestling fans you'll enjoy this if you're not you'll think we're ridiculous and you (laughs) however um we won't talk about this the whole time (laughs) i know i i just learned recently brendan was a lot more of a wrestling fan during the attitude era of the late 90s early 2000s than i thought so he's hiding that from me <laughs> oh yeah it's uh stays it stays close close to the vest i think is not anymore it's in podcast world now. it is in podcast form but it's true but there's still one piece you guys don't know i'm not going to give it to you right now <laughs> that's reserved for only select people know know that so we'll keep that to ourselves Oh man. All right. Well, we'll get into uh, our reselling week. Uh, that's a segment we're going to try to do every week. Um, just talk about what we, what we found and is how it went. So Brennan, I'm going to start with you with me being ill. I have not in the last two weeks, I've only gone out at all twice. So I'll talk, I'll let you talk more um, from what you've shared with me, you know, daily, it seems like you've been You've been finding some really great stuff uh, out there. So, so what's your uh, reselling week or two weeks looked like here lately? Um, so let's see. Let's start. So the first thing I'll talk about is I now have an LLC. That's uh, right. Just uh, just bit the bullet and signed that up. So uh, the Curious Picker LLC is a, is a real thing now. Awesome. So very, very excited about that. Uh, got to do some uh, Schedule C research to uh, understand what I'm going to do with it, but very excited about that. Yeah. Um, reselling standpoint, another thing that, that kicked off these past two weeks is resellers and cars picking trash is back. Yes, uh, it is. Myself and John, the Cincinnati picker, uh, we go out on Tuesdays, uh, trash nights, and we go you know, pick some things up. Uh, hopefully, you know, to flip, flip some of those uh, to make some extra cash. So this past week, picked up an umbrella, um, a patio umbrella for yes. my house. We were just talking about needing one. And uh, I don't know if you guys ever looked, those things are not cheap. No, I think I told you, uh, I bought one last summer. Uh, we have, we have no shade in our backyard. And from about noon until about 8 p.m. in the summer, we have sun just, just, belting down on our deck in the back so I bought one last summer and it was really nice and it it hangs it goes over the deck uh, mm-hmm. from 
it's it's not straight out of the, but I paid like 600 bucks for that thing. So they, they are not cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. What some things cost. Um, and it's also crazy with some things, what people might throw away. Um, so got that. It works perfectly. So it's uh, sitting up in the backyard right now. Um, as far as reselling goes from, from the trash picking we did, I picked up a Presto uh, heat dish, which is just a, a heat lamp. Um, it's got, I guess, a little flip light or something on it as well. Um, I haven't listed it yet, um, but that should sell for right around $50. Um, awesome. So it, it looks like a, it looks like a fan, but it's got a a um, it's got some coils and like a, a light on the inside of it, and okay. that that's what it is. So it'll say Presto heat dish or a heat lamp on it. Okay, I remember. I think you sent me a picture of that when you found it. Okay, I thought it was a fan. It was a, a yeah. It was okay. Gotcha. So any anytime you see anytime you see that. Um, if the price is right, I, I would, I'd recommend looking up the, the name of it um, to be sure. But those, those almost always, there's a lot of them out there too. Like the, <laughs> it's not a, a one thing sold here or there. There's, there's a lot of those. So i um, pretty happy with that. And uh, we'll see what else, you know, what else sells from there. But um, I'm trying to remember last week, I remember, so starting from, I think April 3rd, so last Saturday to this Saturday. So, so far, I think I have about 28 to 30 sales, um, which is a big jump from the previous week. Cause my, I think the previous week for whatever reason, things just weren't moving at all. Um, definitely think, slowed down. Yeah. it slowed down to a crawl. I think I may have had maybe five, five to six or so sales. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I'm sitting on, you know, right now I've got 360 active listings. So it's not like I didn't have, things out there. Right. And um, you were listing as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the, the one thing I would say about it though, it was, it's every now and again, it's okay to not have to pack up eight things every day. Um, it gives you a, a little bit of a break here, especially being, being part-time and having a lot of other things to do. So um, the little break was, was not too bad, but things have picked back up this week. Um, I also put I put my store on sale, a lot of my items, because um, I have so many chess magazine sets and chess books that are still sitting out there. Uh, so I went ahead and marked some of those down uh, by like 30%. And I've, I've noticed a big jump from those chess uh, magazine selling as well. This okay. past I saw, um, I've watched, I think your last, I think you had two videos here the last couple of days, two or three videos. And I saw a couple stacks of those in yep. some of your sold, uh, sold items. So that's, that's good that you got some of that stuff. I mean, you said you've still got a, a hefty amount left of, of chess stuff from that. Sale. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really need to, I need to look through my listings and see what percentage of that 360 <laughs> are, uh, are chess related. I, I think it's, it's a lot. Yeah. I'd say I've still got, I still got four four totes basically, um, either full or relatively full, maybe four to six totes um, of the books. And again, so I pointed out in that one video, it's at this point I'm I'm fine with cutting prices because I am so far ahead. Right. Uh, it's all it's all just it's all just extra profit at this point. So. Right. For you, for those of you just tuning in, uh, 
during the uh, pandemic, right around Christmas time, uh, Brennan uh, found uh, the Dayton Chess Club, I believe it was called, yep. um, had advertised that uh, because of the pandemic and uh, some other, I think leasing issues was the biggest yep. concern. Something happened where someone purchased their building. They decided that uh, they didn't have a choice. They were going to shut down and they were going to liquidate what was left. And uh, Brennan went in, picked some stuff up a couple times. Uh, made sure that people had the ability to go pick other stuff up. And then when they were there for their last day, uh, you went and if I'm not mistaken, uh, by the end of that last day, you said, you know, how much for everything that's left? Is that basically how it? Yeah, for pretty much everything there for, yeah, for all the books that were left. Now, I think I could have taken all the magazines as well, but I already had so many. I was like, I, I just, I don't, I don't want any more, <laughs> but yeah, I, I took every book that they had left. Finally, um, I don't remember the. I should know the exact count of how many books that I <laughs> I purchased. I don't have that count. I do have the count of. I have the money count, which is the most important piece, right? Right. It's all about the money there. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a great a great find, and um, it's another interesting thing about just life in general. You said we like to talk about life. Um, these, like that, that find was complete luck. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, so Tony had reached out to me on uh, Instagram because of my, my YouTube channel. So we had begun, talk, begun talking and he mentioned that he had a um, Salvador Dali and I was like, I could be interested in that for a, for a Christmas present. And lo and behold, he had it. I go up. So I'm going up to Dayton to pick it up. So I'm like, oh, I may as well see if there's anything up there. And then on the map, there was the Dayton Chess Club sale. So had it not been for that discussion, I, I probably would not. I, I don't think I would have uh, made it up there. So That's awesome. And, and it's really funny. Uh, you know, we never really talked about how we, you know, how we started this and, and got hooked up. But, you know, it's only been since about November, you know, we're in April now, it's probably October, November, we'd started chatting. And honestly, I, I reached out, uh, something we're going to talk about later was networking. I've, I've tried to do more with networking. And uh, I was like, you know what, I don't know anybody in the resale business. I saw that you were part time. I liked your videos. And I was like, you know, you're close, you're less than an hour or about an hour away. And I was like, I'm going to reach out. And if you, if you respond, you respond, you seemed like a pretty nice guy. And, and, uh, and you did, and we bonded over the Browns. We both big Browns fans. And um, we found, you know, we found a lot of commonalities since then. Um, and, uh, and now we've got this podcast and I think we can do a lot of great things with this. So uh, that was, a, it's really interesting when you look at it, how all of those yeah. things transpired and, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I guess I'll ask this question. Uh, is that chess chess club find one of your best overall um, finds that you've had in in reselling? Yeah, by by far, um, by far. Um, I think so the the total purchase out of going up there three times, not including gas, um, well, I paid two hundred and seventy three dollars, okay, uh, for everything. I already know that that's a deal. Yeah, yeah. So so far in profit, I, I my profit is two thousand twenty one dollars. Um, 
That's yeah. incredible. And I've got a lot. I still have a lot more to go. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was the perfect time with, with chess exploding because of the Queen's Gambit. That's an excellent, and if, I know it's, it's not as popular as it was, but if you have not seen the Queen's Gambit on Netflix, it is an excellent show. So good. It really is. And I'm not a chess person, but boy, it, it is, it is gripping a, a drama in my opinion. It's really well done. Yeah. They did, they did a fantastic job with it. Um, I was hoping to, there's a book that they, they reference in that show. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It, it is the Queen's Gambit, yeah, um, like the original Queen's Gambit book. I was hoping to find one of those there. I think they had it, but I think someone got to it before before I did. But um, yeah, if you if you see an original Queen's Gambit, not one of the remake books, but one of the the original ones, those I think those are selling for like three or four hundred dollars. Incredible. I think um, that that was a while back when I when I was checking. Um, I haven't actually checked in a while, but. I can. You've got your numbers there open right now. Yeah. What uh, out of that out of that big buy? What has been your single highest uh, total item or, or group of items that you've sold off of that? Like, uh, what was you know? I know oh, yeah. you sold. I know some people bought just a ton of books, but do you have one single item that was more than than the other things? Um. So there was. There's a lot of four chess books. They were, um, they're called the Blackmar Diemer Gambit. Um, right, I, re I remember those. That's a, a gambit is a chess term for gambling a piece to improve your positioning. Um, so these four books, they're German. And I guess there's a big following for, for those books. And they were written by the, the Blackmar Diemer. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but they were written by him. Mm -hmm. um, so that lot, so the, and I'm only looking at profit here, but the, the profit of those, no, yeah, the net sales for that was 142. Those uh, four books? Yeah, for those four books. I think that the, the actual sale was closer to 200. Oh, I don't know. I've got my spreadsheet all messed up here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I usually just look at my, uh, what the net sales were. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. Um, and what's funny about it is a, a guy reached out to me, but yeah, so it was, uh, sorry. So it was $192 and 50 cents. Okay. Is what they, uh, they actually sold for. Um, but yeah, that, that was the highest, I think from, a like a single, single close enough to a single item. Right. Single lot. Yeah. And that's the good thing about it too. It's not like, it's not like these are, you're getting lucky with, you know, a lot of $60 items. It's, there's a lot of just 20, 25, mm -hmm. $17 dollar, dollar books. And then I put a lot of books together in lots as right. well. Well, and you had, you had individual yeah. buyers who, who bought, you know, six um, different books at one time yeah. that were, you know, 20, 40, 15, you know, all over the place. So yep. that's awesome. Um, you know, I know we're still in our, our reselling week, but, you know, I, and you sold, you know, you sold those things, a couple of those things this week as well. But uh, what is that, what has that find done for you financially with your reselling now? 
because there is, from what we talked about, there seems to be uh, a correlation now between what you're able to do uh, mm -hmm. now and, uh, and those sales. So tell us a little bit about what that has done, the impact that's had on you. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Yeah, I mean, generally this time of year, so generally once garage sale season ends in Ohio, just typically, October. yeah, about then you're pretty much, you're pretty much done. I usually shut it down. Um, I might go to a thrift store here or there um, throughout the, the winter, but usually I shut it down. But because of the sale, um, you know, I, I had, I had product, I had work, I was listing and listing and, and selling. <laughs> um, and it just helped to kind of bolster that, you know, that, that petty cash fund. Right. So, you know, a few years ago when I started, you know, I would, I would take no more than, you know, 80 bucks out on, on a weekend. Mm -hmm. This is, this is, this is my limit. This is what I'm spending. Um, but this has really helped to bolster, to bolster that. So I've been able to, I've been able to spend a lot more on, um, on product and, and bring more things in. So obviously I still love buying things for a dollar and Absolutely. flipping for a hundred. But if I, you know, if I know I can turn 150 into four and I can comfortably let that 150 sit until that four comes in. I'll do it. And this, this buy has definitely helped to uh, give that cushion, that comfortable, comfortable feeling, if you will. That is awesome. All right. Um, so uh, during the weeks, during this week, then uh, garage sales, you've been, you've been hitting some garage sales. It so sounds like. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So what's today? today's Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've got a car full of stuff that I haven't brought in yet um, that we, so we went out today and I went out, um, I went out Friday morning for a short period of time because I, I did have to work, um, but there were a couple sales that were close enough. I was able to hit those up uh, pretty early. Um, and the first sale was uh, probably, well, definitely the best sale this year. Um, maybe one of the best sales I've ever, I've ever, oh, wow. had. um, and, and again, this goes back to, like I said, I, I spent, I spent a bunch of money <laughs> and I spent $238 at, at one sale, which like I said, I, that that's more than I would generally spend in a whole weekend. Um, so yeah, that, that sale was fantastic. Um, a lot, a lot of awesome product uh, from that sale. Uh, my find of the week will come from that sale. Um, and my tip of the week will actually come from that sale as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I got some, some, good, good, sale was. some good stuff there from that sale. But yeah, so I've been, we've been hitting them um, as much as we can. They're starting to ramp up here a little bit. Um, we took all the kids, the kids and the, and the wife today. Um, and because I did so well yesterday, I really wasn't that concerned with like getting out super early and, you know, kind of like pounding the pavement, if you will. Sure. Kind of just a leisurely, leisurely day. And I think it worked out. Uh, I think it worked out today as well. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So we'll talk about a couple of those items here in a bit, but uh, I know you said you hadn't done a whole lot this past week, but you've, you've done a little bit though, right? A little bit. 
a little bit. So in the last two weeks, I've been, I've been so down uh, uh, health-wise that uh, I did make it to a Goodwill about a, a week ago, um, a week ago Wednesday, so a week and a half ago now, uh, when I went to pick up my son for his, uh, his Easter break. Uh, you probably hear, you'll probably end up hearing some sirens here uh, on the main drag of Dayton, Ohio. Um, <laughs> I'm not in the basement recording today. Um, so I went to Goodwill, um, which I've been, I've, I've had decent success with Goodwill. It depends on the store. There's one in particular I love to go to on my way home from picking my son up. And I stopped there and I found some cool stuff. I, I showed you, I found this Winnie the Pooh uh, Brunswick bowling ball. Um, I paid five bucks. I don't know that I can sell it. Uh, I've seen sold comps of like 40, 50 maybe or something like that. And I don't know what that would be like to ship and things like that, but I bought it pretty darn cool. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I bought it. Um, it shouldn't be too, it shouldn't be too bad to ship. Yeah. Just a, just a it's weight. Not very big. It's, yeah. just, it's heavy probably, but yeah. it's not too big. Yeah. I don't know what the weight is. I haven't checked to see which, how many pounds it is. They don't have that labeled on the ball, you know, mm, okay. but uh, it's pretty neat. It's got like an etching on the side of Winnie the Pooh. It's like fuchsia pink or something, the ball itself with the, like a yellow, uh, yellow etching. So it's kind of neat, but I found that. Um, and then I found from that particular buy, I, my favorite thing I found, I showed you these, you would never have guessed. If you guys haven't, uh, if you don't remember Koosh and the Koosh balls, Koosh balls and what I found, I found three Koosh paddles from, oh, I can't remember what it says, 1991. I got three of these things. Um, it was $1.99 each. And if they had the balls with them, it'd be even more valuable. But I think I can sell the three of those um, for like $35, $45 combined, you know, in a lot. But, uh, but yeah, I, I found that interesting. I saw, I saw the 90s look and I was like, I'm going to look these up. And I would not have guessed that they'd have the value that they do. But uh, yeah kind of cool and they're lightweight you know even three of them i don't think it'll be under a pound uh but maybe <laughs> yeah it'll be close yeah so those were it was something cool i found last week uh i went out today finally um to valley thrift our favorite thrift store uh, Love valley thrift um and uh i found some cool stuff uh i found a train uh train set looks like I, I paid eight bucks. Uh, it's an echo classic car train. It's pretty large. Uh, but, uh, it looks like each one of those train cars can sell for, you know, 15, 20 bucks. So that's, that's pretty cool. I bought a bag full of my little pony stuff. I haven't gone through <laughs> yet five bucks, you know, and I take a risk on that all the time and I've been yeah. lucky so far, but, uh, we'll see. And there's a, that's a lot to learn. It's just, Sometimes I pick up the bags of toys just for a learning experience to yeah. uh, learn more about a, a product. And I, I think that's, I'm not afraid to do that. I found a poly pocket, uh, poly pocket, apparently it's a, a disco ball bus or something. And I huh. paid $2.99. It's from 2004. Paid $2.99. And it looks like with it complete, they sell for like 40. So it's not complete, but 
Uh, it doesn't have figures with it and stuff, but yeah. I found that I found, I found a karaoke CD set or DVD set that sells decently DVD, a couple books. I found a sealed uh, Dave Ramsey, like book set or something. And uh, it doesn't look to be super valuable, but I paid $3. I think I can get 25 or something. And that's and a financial guy. It is, yeah. He's the financial guy. It's called smart money, smart kids. Um, and it's still sealed in the package. I found a, a train book. I saw two listings for that book. It's like brand new. It was 99 cents. I found two listings that were about 35 each and no sold comp. So I'm going to look it up. I used the barcode on that to, to scan it. So I'm going to look it up uh, otherwise and see. But for 99 cents, I was like, people love trains. Um, and then I think probably my best find today uh, and then for the week would be, I paid five bucks for this. It's an incredible Hulk electronic stomping what I call it, stomping smash or something, uh, uh, figure. And, uh, I paid five and it looks like it sells for 30 to 30 to $50. So I'm happy with that, you know, for yeah, that's awesome. being able to get out. I, I, you know, I'm overpaying for these things in my opinion, uh, because I'm not out at garage sales yet. I did kind of look through the garage sale listings, uh, in the area and wasn't overly impressed. And, I worked Friday this week and Thursday mornings are really hard for me to get out because that's my networking group day. So I just, it wasn't a good week for me to get out um, for that, but I'm ready. I am beyond ready to get out for garage sales. So my, my hope is that we have, we have a nice, uh, nice weather weekend next weekend. Um, yeah. And I can get out and do my first, uh, my, my first garage sailing uh, of the year. So um, I guess, uh, that would be, I guess that's my find of the week is probably this, uh, incredible Hulk figure. Incredible Hulk. So, so for you, what's, what do you have for your find of the week this week? Um, man, it's, uh, there are, there are quite a few, but I'm going to go with. You've got lots of options. Got lots of options. It's a good, it's a good problem to have. Absolutely. Um, so I have the, a whistler, um, uh, WS1040. So it is a, a trunking scanner. Um, I don't know exactly what a trunking scanner means. Um, I did ask, I think, uh, Kevin, the Tennessee picker, he did tell me what it was, but I forgot already um, what, you know, why it's such a big deal. Um, but anyway, so I got this at the, uh, the estate sale uh, that I spent a bunch of money on. Um, but this, this item was only $3 and my gosh, um, I've already turned down an offer of 140 on, on the item, which feels wrong, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, the reason is all of the solds that I've seen on this particular model and it's in working condition. I was able to, okay, good. The power's on, it lights up, it does everything it needs to do. Um, the, the cheapest I've seen it sell for was 200. Um, so I've got 200, 222, 202, and the, the 222 is the highest that I've seen, I think. And that one had 33 bids. So because the majority of the ones I've seen over 200 had bids on them, I went auction style with this one as opposed to listening listing as a buy it now. Okay. Um, so I, I started it at 130 
Okay. Uh, and so I've got, I, I do have, I have a bid at 130. So at the very least, I'll get 130, but I'm, there's, I think there's seven watchers on it already. It's got like five days left. So I think I've got a good shot of getting towards that, getting close to that 200, if not over. Um, and it was, it was I, I don't want to say it was luck. I mean, I just, I just grabbed it just because I saw it. it. It looked interesting and it was cheap. So I picked it up. Um, but it, it was funny because this sale, they had so many, they had so many high priced items, right? Like just way overpriced on some things. And then you can still find these way underpriced diamonds just kind of hidden on the, you know, th this was hidden on the shelf. This was not something they thought, they didn't think much of this one at all. Was this an estate sale? Yes, yeah, okay. it was an estate sale. It was not professionally run. Okay. It was uh, it was family family run, um, and better. the the posting it did it said absolutely no early birds. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I did the opening for my video for it, I was like, well, they say absolutely no early birds, so let's see if that's a suggestion or if it's actually you know true. They meant it. They 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 meant it. Um, I I got there. I got there at about 7.35ish, I think. It started at eight. Um, and I ended up being the 10th person in line <laughs> waiting to get in. And by the time they let us in, which was at eight o'clock, that the line was like down the street. Um, it was it was crazy. There were there were a ton of people there. Um, <laughs> someone behind me in line was like, I wonder if the Cincinnati Pickers here. Oh. I just I just thought that was hilarious. Just <laughs> Over hearing that, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> but, uh, he was not there. Um, he uh, he had other things he had to do because he had other products, so it left it open for me. So I was uh, very happy about that. Yeah, it was a great sale. It was uh, it was it was really really good sale. A lot of great stuff. Um, and I don't know if we're ready for tip of the week yet, but my tip of the week will come from this sale. Awesome. Well, All right. um, well uh, yeah, let's let's break it up just a little bit and yeah. go to um, our sale of the week. Uh, I finally had some sales. I've only yes. had sales in two weeks. So it hasn't been it's been slim pickings for me. Uh, <laughs> I had an excellent sale. Yes, you did. Finally, uh, it's the third best sale I've had this year. Um, and as I went through this morning and documented, I, I keep a list of my top transactions and I had not started the 2021 yet. And I went through and uh, I don't have real good sales so far this year, <laughs> but I sold a Jurassic World gyrosphere playset, new in box. God, I hope it was not resealed. <laughs> I will find out in you know in a several days, uh, but I sold it. It was a T Rex gyrosphere. Um, I found it at Valley Thrift for eight dollars on the bottom shelf uh, when Jackson and I went one day, and uh, I sold it two days ago for one hundred and forty nine dollars. So I'm really excited about that find. That restores my faith in humanity <laughs> and in the recent uh, business. Um, 
Yeah, I'm starting to get a little nervous because as you know, and I don't know that I've mentioned this in uh, not next week, but the following week, I'm taking the whole week off of my full-time job to focus on reselling because I want to see what it would be like to live a week full-time reselling. And that's going to be interesting. I'm also going to uh, start to dabble in my life coaching a little bit. I kind of mentioned that to you. It's something I'm really interested in doing. Um, I'm going to try to do some more networking during those that week. Um, And one cool thing that has happened uh, since I made that decision, I was a little nervous because of all this, you know, bad sales and I haven't gotten a ton of stuff listed. Um, I got a, a, I'm an airbrush artist and I've been airbrushing since 1997. I started at Cedar Point and uh, my aunt and uncle own a company that has uh, art concession stands in most of the amusement parks and zoos around the country. Um, So like at Kings Island, the airbrush stand, caricatures, all that down there. My aunt and uncle own the company that owns those, that that leases those spaces from the park. Oh, wow. So I still work for them. I have my my, uh, airbrush company. I work as an independent contractor for them for events, and there has not been any events in a year. Uh, I got a, a call from my cousin, another cousin who runs their event department. And I am going to be airbrushing from 5 to 7 p.m. next, uh, that week I'm off, from seven to, or 5 to 7 p.m., two hours. It's an hour drive from here. So total of four hours, maybe an hour of prep and, and tear down total. So about five hours, three days in a row. Uh, I will be, I'm going to make 200 bucks for doing that gig each day. Oh, wow. Make 600 for that. And that pretty much makes me feel confident that I can take that week off my reselling and also know that I'm for sure going to make at least that much money. So um, that really gives me some flexibility. I think it was kind of meant to be uh, the way that all kind of came together. So um, anyways, that was my find find of the week uh, for, sorry, not my find of the week. My sale of the week was my T-Rex gyrosphere. So for you, Brendan, what was your sale of the week this week? Um, again, a lot of choices to choose from. Um, I'm going to go with my, I'm going to go with my favorite sale. Uh, it's not the highest, not the highest cost or not the highest profit. I don't think. Um, but I sold my two Back to the Future cassettes finally. That was awesome. Yeah. So I got those. I bought, I bought two, two or three tubs. I think not not big tubs. That tubs the wrong word. Two or three small containers of cassettes from Goodwill a while back. They 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 had a lot of really good ones in there, and there were two Back to the Futures. Uh, so it was, uh, I think it was one and two. I believe so. I think it was one and two. So um, I had those listed for a little bit. Uh, I had them listed at $70, which I know sounds crazy. Um, And I received an offer. Actually, I received an offer of 30 and I hit back with 50 and he accepted that one right away. So to me, two cassettes for 50 bucks um, is just, it's it's awesome. So these are just the, the soundtracks. Awesome. Movies one and two. I, I think if you have all three, mm-hmm. um, I think you can get closer to that 
70 to a hundred dollar range, I think. Um, but I, I've, I've been loving little media <laughs> right now. Um, I'm always looking for, like, I'm always looking for cassettes if I see them out at sales, just, I'll just look at it just to see if there's anything in there. Um, was, there. was that, was that a, 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 by chance that those were in that, that, did you know that they had value when you picked up that, um, or was there something else in the box you saw that made you pick up the box and that just so happened to be in it? Those just, those happened to be in it. So I picked up the box because there was, uh, I saw a Jimi Hendrix cassette, nice. Pink Floyd, um, and some, uh, was it uh, Ozzy Osbourne and um, some metal, basically. So when, I, so when I go looking for cassettes, I'm either looking for old school hip hop or heavy metal. Okay. Usually what I'm looking for, because um, those, those tend to have the, those tend to have the best value. And so, basically what I tend to find is Beethoven and Bach. That's what I, that's what yeah. I, I'm like, Oh, it's just Beethoven, buddy. We're not buying these. <laughs> yeah. Those, those, those will do you no good, but oh. uh, Metallica, you know, Megadeth, um, anything like that, any like death metal type stuff. Mm. I don't, I don't know any death metal artists. But <laughs> if it looks satanic, <laughs> it's probably, yeah. So yeah, it's probably gonna sell. Cool, and then sell them. <laughs> yeah, yes. So just just take a look and don't listen to it. You know, unless that's your thing. I mean, if, if you're into that, you know, right on. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm typically looking for with cassettes. And these just happen to be in there. I, I'm trying to remember if I saw them and then looked it up, and then decided to grab everything, or if I was pretty confident with the other things to just grab them all. Um, but yeah, so cassettes, uh, I've done really well. Um, awesome. I picked up a Easy E cassette over saw the last, that. last week. Um, that sold for twenty two dollars. Awesome. Um, I mean, it's easy, easy stuff. So if you're if you are new to reselling or thinking about getting into reselling, I I always like to recommend small, easy things because it. It's not hard to ship. You don't have to worry too much about, you know, where am I going to get boxes and stuff? Mm -hmm. Really easy. You can't break them unless you're really bad. So I like to, I like to recommend that type of stuff for, for new people wow. and, and anyone really that's free selling, but so that would be my sale of the week. Awesome. That's a great movie. And uh, the soundtrack, oh, yes. I, I, I think the uh, opening theme song, uh, and I couldn't tell you, I cannot remember who is the composer of that one. It is not your typical John Williams. It's somebody else. But um, that's a great that's a great theme song that they've got oh, yeah. in the future. And then this guy who bought it must really like Huey Lewis and the News because they do the majority of the uh, the music in in the Back to the Future uh, movies. The first two. Yeah. I don't know if they were in the the Western one, but. <laughs> uh. I can't remember much about remember. that. Then the train is, uh, there's a train that I think is the, they make the train is the uh, time machine or something. Yep. Yep. It's, it's not the best of them, but uh, no, they can't all be as good as one. The third movie of the series in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
but it's not my it's definitely not my favorite of, of the of the three well that's that's pretty awesome um so each week we try to spit a little bit of knowledge um we each feature something that we hope will be a significant tip to other resellers uh specifically newer resellers part-time resellers uh so it's time for our tip of the week Brennan, I'm going to go ahead and have you go first. I'm still kind of sure. thinking through. I think I got one, but let's hear what you have to say. You said yours uh, is a tip that you kind of came up with from the sale you went to yesterday. Yep. So my tip of the week, it's kind of vague, but it is to listen. So, you know, why, why listen? Why does that matter? Right. So I'm at this sale. I am looking through records. And like I said, so we, we walk through this house out to the backyard, you know, I go back, do my thing and I come back in, I'm looking at the records and I hear someone say, oh, that is an underwater camera. And I'm like, what, where is there an underwater camera? I walked right past it when I came in, I didn't see it. Um, so I, I heard her say that the guy that looked at it, once she said underwater camera, he just put it down. So I walked right over to it. And it turned out to be a Nikonos V, which is a Nikon underwater camera series. Um, I've sold one before. Um, it's been years since I've sold one before, but this is a really nice set. It's got the camera, it's got two lenses. Um, it's it's the complete set basically in a, in a hard case. Um, and that's the reason I spent so much money because they had it listed at 250. Um, I, paid 180 for it uh, with the expectation of getting about four to 500 out of it. That's crazy. And you said that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you told me that the condition is excellent. Yeah, they said they said it was never used. Um, and it, it doesn't look like it was used. But it, I mean, it's been sitting for a while. Um, but it, it, I mean, the, the lenses are perfect. Um, what kind of age is on something like that? How old? Well, that's a good question. Um, you talk about 70s, are you talking about 80s? What, I, what time period do you think? I don't, uh, I would think, I'm going to think 80s probably. I'm going to, yeah, uh, I'm going to say 80s. Let's okay. see. Yeah. Hold up real fast. Let's see. I don't know if it tells you. I don't know. There are, there are a lot of them out there <laughs> that, that I do know. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so Nikonos is the brand name of the series 35 millimeter format cameras specifically designed for underwater photography launched by Nikon in 1963. Oh, wow. So that's when they came out. I don't know, you know, if this one doesn't look, I, I can't imagine this one was that old. Um, it, it looks way too nice to, to have been from, from 1963 but um so yeah so again if i had not you know if i had not been listening if i had just been kind of just flipping through the records and not really paying attention i would not have known that was there i would have left i would have left all that money sitting at that sale that's a great that's a great tip um i think uh the pure hustle podcast that i listen to i really enjoy um, I believe the one guy on there talks about how he puts, maybe I'm wrong. It might be some, it might've been a YouTube, 
there are people, resellers who will put on headphones and, and just listen to music while they're, while they're sourcing. And to me, I would, I would absolutely hate that. I think part of the nuance uh, of hearing everything that's going on around you. And uh, um, I just personally, I personally think going into a store or a sale with headphones on is rude. That's me. Um, I don't like that. I, I, I just wouldn't do that, I guess. But that would also prevent you from being able to hear, like you said, to listen. Um, and and I, this is not the first time I've heard somebody in the resale, reselling world mention hearing something else somebody said and being able to capitalize on that. Um, so I think that's an excellent tip. Um, and just, you. If you're listening to something uh, like if you're listening to podcast or something while you're reselling, maybe reconsider that, you know, just see what, see what else you can do, see what you can hear from other people. Uh, you know, if you go to a garage sale and you get headphones on, you're not someone, you know, the person that's running, it's talking to you or trying to talk to you, say hello, you know, they might not have the, the best, uh, the best thought about you when you come <laughs> and ask to haggle with them, you know? Yeah. So yes. uh, Maybe something to think about. That's an excellent tip. Thank you. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, would, I would have never thought to, to wear headphones to a, to a yard sale. I would. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's when they go to thrift stores or something. But I, I have heard people yeah. do that. And I, and I don't personally get that. But yeah. uh, so tip of the week. Um, last week or last time I shared uh, the photo room, um, I ended up going ahead and paying for a year's subscriptions, like 70 bucks. Uh, I went ahead and paid for it. For me, I'd prefer that over having to worry about uh, uh, how to get my background. That's, at this point, it's fine. <laughs> so I did that. But um, I think my tip of the week would be um, when you are out thrifting, whether you're at a garage sale, um, or you're at a thrift store, whatever you might be at. And this is how I looked up a couple things today. You know, a lot of times you look at, okay, I know this is incredible Hulk that I've got here. So I'm looking at what are the markings? So it's hard to read, but okay, this is from 2006, it's Hasbro. So I'm gonna put 2006 Hasbro Hulk sounds or something electronic in, in my eBay search, right? Well. One thing that has really helped me lately, and I, I didn't have much luck with it at first, but I've, it's really, really helped. And I think it's gotten a ton better. If you have never used Google Lens to figure out what something is, um, boy, that can really help you. I, you know, that can really help you really pinpoint the value of something. Um, the other thing that's really hard is there's a lot of things out there that look like it looks similar. Like this incredible Hulk could look like another incredible Hulk, but there's only this big. And, you know, there's differentiation between one that's 14 or 12 inches tall and one that's four inches tall. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, I've used that Google lens. Uh, I highly recommend it uh, at least to help you find something. If you're not quite sure what something is, but you feel like it could have value. Um, that's also how I found out, found the Polly Pocket today. Poly Pocket thing and uh, looked up a couple different things with it. I didn't purchase, but uh, it's been really helpful. So my tip of the week is find find different apps that that'll be that'll help you be more efficient in your thrifting. Um, 
And I think that Google Lens, I think it's just you get Google uh, app. And then when in the search, there's a little a little thing, you have button you press for the Google Lens. And it's been pretty reliable so, so far. Uh, I don't know. Do you use that at all or have you? Oh, yeah. I was going to say that, that. That's a great tip. Um, now, me personally, I, I am an Android user. So I, I don't need a different app to use Google Lens. It's, uh, it's actually built into my camera. Uh-huh. You know, I just go to mode in my camera and there's a lens right there. It's amazing what, what Android can do that. Uh, so that for you guys that use Androids, you can be friends with Brennan. <laughs> and those that are Apple users, you can be friends with me. Um, yeah, well, we need, a, we need a poll. We need a poll. <laughs> Apple, Apple or Android. But no, yeah, Google, Google Lens is, I, I love it. It's great for toys. Um, yes. Is I I don't know toys that that well. Uh, it, it does an ex, it does a really good job of helping you to figure out what certain toys are. I, I like Google Lens a lot. That's a that's a great tip. That's how I figure out how all these stupid My Little Ponies which ones they are because <laughs> I don't know otherwise. <laughs> right. You know I spent hours when I first started doing this. I spent hours trying to research what things were and find out it was worth you know a dollar or something. And yeah. well. I thought that would be more valuable. I got to figure out how to better use my time. Google Lens, definitely. So our tips of the week, listen and check out Google Lens. It might be on your phone already. (laughs) It should be if you're doing it the right way. No, I'm just kidding. In all seriousness, it it is a great, great tool. (laughs) All right. So we've got our, our weeks, our reselling weeks down, uh, our find of the week, our sale of the week, our tip of the week. Um, and we'll get, you know, there's been a couple of things we tried to talk about two weeks ago that we kind of cut for time and uh, we'll eventually get to that. But the one thing, Brennan, that I wanted to talk about today, I thought that might be helpful is, is the idea of networking and the idea of networking as a reseller. I personally am in a business networking group for the company I work for, and it has been one of the biggest, uh, uh, it's been somewhat life-changing for me because I've developed relationships with about 25 other people in different industries um, that help one another to fig- to find business for each other. We're all kind of small business uh, owners or s- we work for a small business and it's been awesome. It, one of my goals was to network and meet more people and, and that's how I came to contact you. So when I say networking and reselling, or when you hear that, what, what do you think? What comes to mind when I, when I say that term? Uh, so when I hear networking and reselling, I, to me, I hear how can I open up more sourcing opportunities for myself by having, you know, just certain other people that I can reach out to, um, to, to source from, basically. It's, that's, that's what I'm hearing from that networking reselling perspective. Okay. So we, uh, you know, I don't know who's listening to this. We don't know our, our audience, which 16 of you are listening, but um, <laughs> um, I, I'm one of the 16. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but uh, we talk often about John uh, and we talk about the Cincinnati picker. John and the Cincinnati picker are one and the same uh, Brennan's brother-in-law, correct? Yep. Yep. Brennan's brother-in-law, John, 
is the Cincinnati Picker on YouTube. And he has a massive following on YouTube, on Instagram. He's got an excellent podcast with Lonnie from Shed Flips. Um, he's also on YouTube. And kind of one of the things I, I was thinking about with this is, you know, those two guys, John and Lonnie, Lonnie literally has a guy. So when I think of networking, somehow he got hooked up with somebody locally who seems to buy collections and then looks to make a profit on what he paid for the collection and not a ton. He doesn't want to sell each thing individually. He doesn't want to post it on eBay. He knows that's something Lonnie does. So he offers Lonnie these things and he has this guy who basically buys him inventory that which he buys from him. And uh, he's gotten some excellent, excellent things and products through this, his guy. So mm-hmm. that's one uh, networking opportunity that, that I have seen is having that guy. Uh, and John also has a couple people I've noticed uh, in his videos that he will go, um, uh, Dan, uh, Danny up in uh, Piqua, Ohio, Piqua, Piqua resellers. Uh, Danny and I are friends on Facebook. And um, John goes up there and sees Danny and Parker every once in a while and does some videos. And Danny seems to buy a lot of stuff. And, and, and John buys from him and Danny's making a profit, but then John's buying it to put the extra work in to make a profit. Um, and uh, so, and then I've seen, he's got a couple other people he seems to deal with semi-regularly. Um, so let me ask you the question. I, I don't, I'm not in this very far in terms of reselling for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not have a guy or a person, but I know you've got some sources that you've had some luck with. So tell me a little bit about what you have done in terms of people from the outside that are not resellers who have come to you or that you have gone to uh, in order to get product. What, what have you, what is your experience? Yeah. So I, I don't have a, I don't have a guy like, like they have, I don't have anyone that actually buys um, that buys product to, to flip to me to then for me to flip. But I, so being in the company that I work for, um, you know, I've met a lot of people over the years and we've got some of those work relationships are more friendly, friendlier than others. So we'll talk about mm-hmm. on work stuff at times. Um, so I, I think I want to say when the pandemic started, I started doing a a Friday coffee hour with my team just to talk about something outside of work for a bit. And uh, one of those times I just talked about, I talked about reselling. I talked about how, how I resell, how I, you know, go to garage sales, buy stuff, sell it on eBay. Um, so then from that, I've had two, two coworkers have reached out to me. Um, they were, they were going to either have a garage sale and didn't because of the pandemic, or they didn't want to mess with that part. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And they were like, so would you want to sell, you know, sell these items? Um, you know, kind of thing. I, I think I did a six, 60, 40 split after fees uh, okay. with, with both of them. So, so like a consignment type. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that way I didn't put anything out up front. Right. Uh, it was basically once, once it sold. Uh, so I would, you know, I would look at what they would have first uh, picture wise um, give them an idea like, yeah, I think I could probably get, you know, right around this number for it. 
make sure I think it's worth my time to do it um, and go that way. And it's, it's worked out nicely. I mean, I've, I've sold, I think one of the, one of the biggest sales I had was from my coworker gave me a, uh, an old Yamaha saxophone. Okay. That was, I mean, it was beautiful. Like it was, yeah, Yamaha is a good, that's what I have. That's I've got a semi-professional Yamaha. I don't remember the, I need to go back and see if I can find which one it was. Those are good instruments. Though. It sold, I, I want to say it sold for close to a thousand dollars or something, oh, wow. something crazy like that. That's probably similar to what I have. If it, if it was that much, it was probably similar to what I have. I think that's I have really YAS 62 or something. I, I can't remember exactly the model, but. That sounds pretty close actually. Yeah. It sounds very close. But yeah, so it, it's, um, it's worked out nicely. It's just, the, the whole thing with reselling, it's, it's just stuff, right? We're, we just stuff to mm-hmm. stuff and everyone has stuff and they, either, they either throw it away, they either use it, they throw it away or hoard it. or hoard it. Yes. Or hoard it. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> if, if, if you can let people know like, Hey, if you got stuff, I'm, more than happy to uh, you know to look through it and and sell it. It's just, it's one extra one extra avenue, but it it's it it differs from what Lonnie and John have as people that are actually right going out and sourcing things um, to to give to them. That 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 would be that would be fantastic. But basically, having people come having the product come to you, right would be would be fantastic it would it would and um yeah so i guess you know one of the things i was thinking about when i kind of came up with this topic of the networking was consignment because people have things you know i think one really cool option that we have as resellers is the ability i tell people all the time i know i have a a friend of mine who is in my business networking group she's our massage uh, um, massage therapist Um, she has a couple storage units full of things from, I think she said her father or something, something like that. She's got things and she's like, I really need to go through that stuff. And she's like, I just don't, you know, don't know how to sell it. And one of the things I've told her and I've told some other people is I have every system in place necessary to sell these things for you potentially, if they are the type of things I can sell. Um, I have systems set up that you don't, I've invested in things that you do not have. Um, and I would be willing to do a consignment deal where, you know, you get a certain percentage and I get a certain percentage for doing the work to sell it. Uh, and I think that's what, you know, I asked you if you had done that. And I think you had said that that coworker, it was a consignment deal. Yep. Um, and uh, so that's something that, at least that's kind of the spiel that I give them is, is I have these systems in place already. I'm a top rate. And I always throw in, I'm a top rated seller on eBay. Um, you know, and I kind of give them that. And that's something that I haven't had a lot of success with yet. I, I haven't had a lot of people, you know, have me come look at stuff. Now we are in the midst of a pandemic still, and there's still right. a lot of people who are, are wishy-washy on that. Yeah. And I understand that completely. But it, I do think that if I keep talking with her, I think that's something that she is wanting me to help her with, um, which I think is a, a cool option. Um, and then, so the other thing is 
friends and family, um, just getting it out there, what you do. I post everything I post to Instagram. I cross post onto my Facebook page to my family and friends. And I do that so they know what I do so that if at some point they say, hey, I've got that at home. Oh, you sold that? I think I have one of those. Or I have a whole bunch of these wrestling figures or I have a whole bunch of these these My Little Ponies or train sets or DVDs at home. And, uh, you know, on occasion, I'll get people saying, oh, I think I might have something. Um, and I got really, uh, really lucky recently. Um, I have never met her. Uh, it's a relative of Christy that lives, she lives in Maryland. And um, her father, I think her father passed away and she's got a whole estate full of stuff. And she saw one day that I had found some trains uh, and posted some trains that I found at Goodwill. And she's like, I got a whole bunch of train stuff I can send you. I said, oh, really? And so um, she did finally send me something. She's got more. But um, this is the whole reason I'm talking about this podcast. Had I not mentioned, had I not cross post mm -hmm. the trains that I found, which at the time, I think they were Bachman, uh, little uh, H or O, I can't H -O, remember, yeah. yep. whatever they are. Um, she sent me this... Uh, this box full, it's called the Lionel North Pole Central train set. So I've got this, this thing oh. and it, there's, uh, there's five cars of this. And I was How heavy are those? This one's really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> this one's incredibly heavy, but, uh, you know, these are more of a plastic, you know, the plastic part, but I've yeah. got, got one two three four there's five that's the uh original set okay awesome. and then brand new in box have never been opened they've got the uh, uh prancer dancer and dasher lionel north pole central like passenger cars wow and these each sell fifty dollars a piece um wow. the ones in the box are about 50 a piece this set i was looking at i think each car uh, that I've seen, I've seen go for, I think I have a spreadsheet here. I'm a, <laughs> my spreadsheets. Um, it seems like they go from, oh, let's see, 30, 30 to 50 each. And then that wow. looks to be about 70, between 60 and 75. Sheesh. And she sent me that stuff. Um, she's like, uh, she's like, you know, if, if you guys want to enjoy it as a family, go ahead. Uh, if not, she's like, you know, make it a quick flip. That's fine too. Uh, so she's got more stuff to send me. Like she, that didn't even have the, uh, the tracks weren't even in this box, right, yeah. different box full of that. Oh, yeah. And then I also got the giant uh, power. This uh, is yep. power. Yeah. And uh, that one looks to sell for it's pretty, I see it all over the place, but 30, maybe 30 to 50 or so with that. So just by cross posting and somebody else seeing it and someone that's generous thinking I've got a whole estate. I have not, and I don't know what to do with it. She actually sent me a bunch of pictures of other stuff today uh, that she's like, I just don't know what this is. Do you have any idea? Do you or your friend know? <laughs> so, and as she might listen to the podcast, I don't, I don't know, but if she does, I, I very much appreciate that 
you know, her sending these things. And I asked, I said, you know, send me a copy of the receipt of the shipping and I'll pay for it. She's like, oh no, I would never let you do that. And it's like, so this is all coming to me for free because I spoke about what I do. Yeah. Uh, there are going to be times that we, we, we get people who give us things. Um, there are going to be times where people say, hey, I have these things, uh, you know, that I don't want to take the time to sell them or I don't know how, you know, I'll sell them to you. Or, hey, could you sell this for me? Well, if there's a good enough amount of profit there and it's worth selling, absolutely. Yeah. So I think networking is really important uh, in, in what we do. Um, it could make the difference between it could make the difference between being part-time and wanting you know wanting to go full-time mm -hmm. you know if you had somebody who was consistently bringing you things um, and you knew you had good product coming once a week or once every other week or something it would make it a lot easier to say you know I don't you know, as John and Lonnie say, take this job and shove it. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's, I, I just think it's really important. And I don't know that people talk about it a whole lot in terms of thinking about it as networking. It's not just having a guy. There's a reason that happened. And there's a reason why you can have these other opportunities. And that's by putting yourself out there and putting your business and what you do out there. Um, and it could even be through your full-time job as, as you have described. Um, do you have any other, yeah. any other, um, you have any family members, friends, neighbors, or anything who have ever said, Hey, I got some stuff. Come take a look or. So I've had, so I was, just talking with my neighbors um, just the other day. So we we're fortunate enough. We live in a neighborhood and there's uh, a lot of kids on our street. So our kids have been able to play together um, kind of during this pandemic as we've kind of kept, you know, we kind of all know what each other people do. Um, so we've been pretty comfortable um, in that regard. So um, we were just talking because it's supposed to rain this weekend, which is raining right now. Yeah, we're just going to purge this weekend. We're going to go through, we're going to get rid of stuff. And it just hit me. I was like, hey, but how about you just give that stuff to me? If you're going to give it away, right? You just, just give it to me. I will take a look at it. If there's anything in there that I want to keep and sell, I'll keep. And then the rest, I'll take the goodwill for you. Um, and the, the main reason I even thought about that was because uh, one of the neighbors was talking about how they had a lot of old band t-shirts. Um, yes. I was like, uh, yeah, I, I need all of those. Um, just whatever. I, I'm not, I'm not telling you to go give me anything that you want to keep, but if you're planning on getting rid of any band t-shirt at all, just give it to me first and let me, let me look at it, please. Um, so hopefully that will, they sounded, they both sounded, yes, we will have no problem doing that. So hopefully that'll happen here, um, this weekend or early next week. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else officially, you know, kind of lined up like that, but we do have a Facebook group in our neighborhood mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm very, very tempted to just do a, a attention spring cleaners post, like, if you're, if you've got things that you're planning to just take to Goodwill, um, I don't want trash, but if you're planning to take it to Goodwill, you know, 
go ahead, just drop it off at my porch. I'll, I'll look through it. I'll, I'll take it there for you. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, it's like, if I don't have to go to the thrift store and pay the thrift store prices, if I can get it to me before it gets to the thrift store, there could be, you know, there could be some good finds in there. We'll, we'll see if it works. We'll see, you know, uh, how much, how, how many people would actually do that. I'm not sure, but I don't think it'll hurt to try. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, another example um, of, of networking is uh, I was, uh, Luca and I, my little guy is two-year-old. We were at Valley Thrift this, this morning and Christy, my fiance was at, uh, she tutors. So she was tutoring Spanish to this, uh, this, uh, this family. And the mom was, you know, uh, Christy is very pregnant. And we just announced to everybody, I don't know if I've told you yet, but we are expecting a baby girl. So you did not. Congrats. So we're excited about that. That'll be, of course, the baby girl is coming um, the week, uh, be August 2nd. So that would be the Route 127 cross <laughs> that I was finally going to go to this year. Anyways, uh, so the, the, the mother said, uh, do you have any, you know, girl clothes yet? And she said, she said, oh, not, not really. She's like, okay, well, our neighborhood is going to have a big garage sale at the end of the month. And I was like, yes. So she told me that. So it's not just networking and sharing what you do with, you know, friends, but like, like my significant other just so happened to stumble across somebody else who knew some inside information. Um, it's just stuff like that, you know, word of mouth and, and, and not being afraid to talk about what you do. And I used to be, and I guess to some extent, I still am a little eh about telling people all the time about what I'm doing. Like, I hate when my kids, like we're, we're at this, the Goodwill and they're like, how much can you sell that for? And it's like, you know, that's like the one thing I don't want you to say when I'm at the store, kid. <laughs> it's, it's okay at the store. It, it's the, the garage sales. It's where I'm like, oh no, but uh, store, I mean, that's fine. But yeah, garage show, yeah. But, I'm not selling uh, it for anything. It's for you to play with. Oh, sell? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, but I also know that there are times that some of the, the resellers will say, I actually sell on eBay. And, and the people in the garage sale will appreciate that they told them that and say, you know, oh, well, I have more stuff here or you know, or I know, I think, I don't know if John has a business card. Sometimes people hand out business cards and things like that. And um, so I think it's really important to get that out there and get it out, get it out to people, what you do. And, and uh, I'm hoping to see more, more success with the networking and reselling. Um, and then I guess uh, one last thing, I guess, to talk about with networking and reselling um, is some news that I know has already been broken. Reseller Rally is coming up in June and they actually are going to have it this year. Yeah. Uh, and that seems like a really good opportunity to resell or sorry, to, to network for resell. Right. Yep. And, and that's a different situation. That's not networking to make more money reselling. That's, that's a way to network um, potentially uh, to learn more and to, to yep. make uh, connections to people there and to potentially, again, I guess, make money. Um, perhaps you meet up with somebody there and they're like, Hey, would you like to do a live, uh, 
a live show with us or do you want to do da 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 so that gives you a lot of opportunities uh, to get out there and, and meet people and, and yeah. talk and uh, I think that's pretty cool um, so agreed I, I, as far as I know you're gonna you're gonna go right I'm gonna go I'm gonna go me and the wife are gonna go awesome. um, looking forward to it it should be a lot of fun and I, I do think the um, you can definitely network there as far as because I'm just There'll be a lot of YouTube, <laughs> a lot of YouTube resellers there. Um, so like you said, just potentials for kind of some cross cross post videos and podcasts and just kind of meeting some of the other people that you've not met before. Sure. Um, kind of talking, talking to them and just kind of seeing, uh, seeing what they do. Um, and I've got a great story that I, th I think we might be able to, we might end it on this story. It's a fantastic story. That's um, good. So I have to leave the names out of it. I don't think he's going to care that I tell a story, but I, I'm not going to say his name or anything here. Um, so it, it is a, it's a reseller. Um, it is not, it's not myself. It's not John. It's not Lonnie. So you're not going to guess um, But he, he made mention that one time a while back, um, he, he lives near this really, really awesome neighborhood. And they never had a neighborhood sale. He was like, why is this, why do they never have a sale? So he printed up neighborhood sale, neighborhood, neighborhood garage sale, uh, this certain date, this time, whatever. And he put them in the mailboxes uh, of this neighborhood. And then he did not promote and or post it anywhere. So he was the only person at that neighborhood for the beginning. I don't know how long, but he was the only person at that neighborhood for quite a while. He said that he ended up loading up his car, coming back, loading it up again. And I thought that was just, I would have never thought to do something like that. And I don't know if you're allowed, I don't know. I, to me, that was just a genius idea to uh, to put something like that together that is too funny that yeah. is way that is too funny uh, there was another guy uh, on pure hustle the one guy talked about how um he has people will post uh on yard sale treasure map or things like that and they will post fake garage sales and estate sales and and put uh like list all these excellent things that are going to be there and all these people go there and then they get they go they know not to go because they posted it and they go to the bet the other stuff uh i think that's great I, mean, that, wow. I mean you can see <laughs> how that would be the reseller world um Man. certainly not a uh the whole scalping thing i'm not a big fan of like the my fact that i gotta pay so much to get my kid pokemon cards now when i used to be able to get them at the store really pisses yeah. me off uh yeah i think that's really crap uh unfortunately you know we used to buy pokemon cards every time we went to the store and now you can't find them at all i just paid 40 bucks for four booster packs um because we had we hadn't bought any in months any you should have told me you should have told me because I, I i've not done anything with these cards and i don't think i'm going to hmm. uh, so if you want them <laughs> if you want them they're yours i i i really don't think i'm going to do it i was gonna i was just gonna throw them on a, a lot and either yeah. <clears throat> he'd enjoy looking through them anyways this is 
I think this is a good way, a good way to end episode three. We've talked about a lot of things today, kind of still a little bit all over the place, because that's just how my mind works. I don't know about you. But uh, oh, reseller mind works. We're all over the place all the time. Great. We're always looking for the next best deal. Um, <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode three. And we look forward to uh, having you join us next time. As always, remember to flip it. Curiously. <laughs> all right. All right.